In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Welcome to Ruin. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. And this is a podcast. We ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for all of you. Um, I can't believe it's December. I don't know how. I Listen, people say it every year. I don't know how it happened. How did it I happen? I don't. How, how did, it, did happen? it happen? I don't know. I don't Allison. know when you're listening to this. It's much. It's December 1st for us, but it's later in December for, for wherever y- your ears are. Um, yeah, the future. Yeah. So we're like, we're taking a little break for the holidays just to stay sane. Uh, but we invite you, if you are craving more Ruined and oh. you're not a Patreon member, to please enjoy our our dozens, hundreds. How many movies are in our Patreon? Does, we're I, we're I guess not dozens. numbers, gals. I'll tell you that. But we are dozens not, at least. At least dozens. Yeah. We're not numbers. We're not time. We're not space. We're not science. Uh, but we are gals in the void. And there's so many, like... There's a lot of good bangers in there that I forget are in the Patreon and are not in the main feed that if you have not heard, I mean, like, you want Human Centipede? We did Human, I mean, we didn't do Human Centipede, but we covered that Speak film. Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, but I did see you have sex with a Human Centipede, and yes. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. And yes. give you two big thumbs up, Allison. Yeah, family fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, the Human Centipede is your family. That's right, I yes. forgot. yeah. Um, let's it's see. All we also my, did yeah. Teeth. That was a great one. Oh, Cam, Teeth was great. Excellent Cloverfield, of course. Yeah, Tremors uh, from last month's uh, They Ate theme is in there. Mm-hmm. I have a fr- uh, Kristen, friend of the pod, uh, was like, she like texted me. She was like, you did Tremors? I have to listen right now. So like, there's a lot of good gems in the there. Others, have, the Shutter others, Shutter Island, Chud. Chud. Uh, so if you have not joined our Patreon, you can. There's a bunch of different tiers and a bunch of different things. I mean, like, ad-free episodes of the, the main feed. Um, you get them in advance, too. I think Monday's episodes drop. Oof, we should have. I don't know why you are just wiling out with giving them numbers <laughs> and facts. That is not our strong suit, okay? No, no, it is not. But you get episodes early. You get episodes without ads. And there's bonus episodes and live show Um tickets included in different tiers so like go check out patreon.com slash ruined boy we don't know don't ask us (laughs) wow we did a great job um but yeah but the 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 point on the point on the end of the sentence is if you would like more of this there is so much more that you could (laughs) if you want more of this specifically there we have a volume that is staggering look are we ever gonna get the reach of say a joe rogan no but we i would like to get to the per-month episode listen of a Joe Rogan. I want you mm-hmm. to be listening to us every Constantly. waking every second. moment. And we're okay? putting out enough content for you to do that. So do that. So do that. Join our Patreon if that is of interest to you. And um, 
Oh, there's video. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, I wonder what it looks like when they record this. Wow, you can find out. I don't know why. But I don't know we, why you. Would. We we do it. If you want to see again, two middle aged women without makeup on. I my computer barely has a camera. <laughs> I get what kind of perverts you are that you enjoy that, but thank you very much for watching it. We appreciate it. Something you like that is there. So I don't know. Just this is our our plug and plea for you to join the Patreon <laughs> if you haven't yet, because we're supposed to promote ourselves. And Absolutely. And look, we, we need are to not get, good at that or many other things. So we need to get Elsa a two bedroom for the human centipede. <laughs> right. Right now it's just like living in the hallway. Yeah, sleeping on a big dog bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, well Hallie, how are you? Um, I'm enraged. I'm in a terrible mood, so yeah. I'm glad that we're doing this because I was in a better mood after we record. Me too. I am just, you know, the just unsatisfied with the world. Yes. I am yep. in a funk. I am. I'm moody. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? Same across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and add in that I just inhaled a. Uh, Chicken tender Caesar salad, oh, my number heaven. one food. Mm-hmm. Um, but eating salad quickly, that's not fun. That's how you're going to die. I feel like I'm lawnmower. <laughs> Just eating like crunchies. Lawnmower woman. Lawnmower woman. Um, so that, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling similar. And the, uh, it being the end of the year certainly doesn't help the other existential and global yeah. depressing news items that are constantly just like flying at us through our screens. But uh, George Santos just got voted out. Honestly, yeah. he is, uh, again, a symptom of the colossal rotten molar that is the American uh, uh, political system. But he was one of the more fun ones. You know, he, I know. he made Kept him laugh. On our toes. He, um, he had a sense, I don't know if he had a sense of humor, but he was a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. He does and feel like a Veep character. Like, it is like 100%. Just- like, mm-hmm. you're like, how was this happening? And we were all like, well. <laughs> I think he also thought that. And yeah. then we left today. He said, to hell with this place. Why would I want to be here? It's like yeah, that. There is some iconic. truth to that. That is that the way said, I want to leave when I get fired from things moving forward. Um, and, and it just shows to go, like, anyone can be president. And it's like, mm. we used to hear that as kids and be like, oh, that's encouraging. And now yes. it fills you with no, terror. It's a threat. Oh, anyone. <laughs> you think this motherfucker couldn't become president? Wrong. Yeah, the dumbest person you know can become president. So the most evil person you know. Let that sink it doesn't in. matter. All they have to have is kind of a some money. I don't know, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Um, and then they're they're good to go. But um, yeah. you know, RIP to George Santos or whatever his actual name is. Again, I I, I believe Who he has could an assumed know? identity. Certainly not us. He will be going to prison though, whatever yeah. his identity is now. And um we wish him well. Hey guys, it's Allison. I'm just popping in to tell you that we are doing another live show for December. Obviously, we have to close out the year with a live show, and we are doing The Exorcist Believer on Thursday, December 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, if that math is correct. And you can get your tickets at moment.co slash ruined, and we'll do all the fun that we always do with the games and the chat and... You know, we'll, we'll 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 close out the year together with the Exorcist Believer. So get your tickets for Thursday, December twenty eighth at eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific at moment.co/ruined. Okay, bye. Let's get into it. We're doing. Let's get into it. Party horror uh, for the month, and we're doing. <laughs> I thought you were saying party horror, like W H O R E. You know, yeah, I def- I've definitely had. No, I never had a full party horror phase. I wish I. I guess I could do it now, but at forty, it just reads it's, really it, different. You know well, what I mean? It's just it's exhausting. 
I, I, the, the parties have to be at 4 p.m. It has to yeah. be during the day horror situation. And I also am not drinking, so it has to be face. dead sober. Good. That's, you know, that's what you want. But not but a party whore is what you're saying. Not a party whore. I don't know. It probably tread on that a little bit at times, depending Listen, on who you talk to. But you know what? You know I was what? young. And now Forty is I'm the tired. new 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to lay down with the cat all night. And again, you could do that as long as the party is at 4 p.m. Please start yes. holding por- parties at 4 p.m. Yes. Um, for our so middle-aged. So I can be asleep by 9. Yeah. Middle-aged whoredom. Yeah. Um, but no, I was going to say party horror movies, horror. Um, which we are, we're doing for the festive season. Mm. And we're doing a movie that you might think, well, you should know this in February. And to which I say, I didn't want to. I wanted to watch it now. Yes. So that movie is, of course, the original My Bloody Valentine from uh, 1981. And it was, of course, remade. I hadn't seen either. I have not, of course, seen the um, remake as of yet. But um, this was an absolute treat, and I'm so yeah. glad. What? What? It, glad. Some um, real fun moments. It's a Canadian film uh, mm-hmm. directed by George Mahalka and written by John Beard. Uh, it was a blast and a half, and I couldn't have enjoyed it more um, if you had paid me. Which I guess, in some sense, that's that's the goal of this. Yes. Um, eventually, and it had an actor named Neil Affleck. So I just wanted to see if it was if he was related to Ben, real quick. Oh. And the answer is no. no. All right, great. Well, you know, um, he's he's dynamite in this movie. Um, so let us begin. I would always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what do you think of the trailer for My Bloody Valentine? Uh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I did not care for it. I have to say, like, in general, like, that kind of gas mask. Um, is that a gas mask? Is that what you would call that? Yeah, let's call it a gas mask. Or industrial mask or whatever um, that covers your eyes, which become mm-hmm. like round, dark, you know, vacuums of hell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't care for that ever. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I, did you watch Chernobyl, the HBO I limited didn't. series? No, I really uh, need to. I, but it's I like haven't. even in settings where the, the genre is not horror, I'm like, well, now this is a horror movie because they're wearing gas masks. Like, I mean, also like, the events of Chernobyl are, of course, like worse than any horror movie, and it was intentionally supposed to like give you that feeling. But also, I'm like, but that is just like what you would wear, yes. in those environments, and it is just a scary. What's that old uh, that like mask from like what was it from the from the plague or like from yes yeah early like yeah. where it was like it was like the long beak. Yes, and they, I believe they put Steampunk? herbs in it as sort of an attempt pre germ theory. Yeah. To yeah. um yeah, herbal material to keep away the plague. Look, yeah. we were trying and stuff. The horrific smell we of all the dead people around you at all times, probably. There is something there though where it's like, oh, well, they were perhaps in some ways block blocking the flow of air in the way that now yeah. we wear masks. So yeah. it could be that maybe the herbs weren't necessarily doing anything, but the actual but physical the obstruction. Per- yes. Could have, you know, we're not um, plagueologists, but no. boy, what's crazy about the mask was just like a bird. God, that's insane. It looks yeah, terrifying. Why? Like, it really is scary. And like, even like modern ones that aren't like that, that are actual like mm-hmm. sealed on gas masks, like the one in the trailer, like, are, it has the same vibe. It's just very scary. Yeah, there is the the human form with a industrial face. Yes. Is a classic a, horror figure. Super upsetting. And boy, do they make a meal. And I also did in this movie, of course, um, we're going to be spending a lot of time in the mines, Allison. Oh, Mine-related um, 
Like, and I, the whole time I'm like, can you be in the mine? Like, I can you? There's people walking around without the masks. People are just wearing normal clothes. So. I don't know what they are mining, but it doesn't. I don't seem think safe. you can just walk down there no. like for a stroll. I don't. I don't think so. But of course, these kids do because you mm. know what they, what these kids get up to. Always playing in the mine. Um, and would uh, we also take a, take a baseline scary uh, for Allison? Allison, how scary do you find the mines? Very scary. I don't want to go underground. I mean, I have actually. I go underground all the time, which is like, oh, that's true. <laughs> um, something I just put out of my mind. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't like a tunnel. Mm-hmm. I don't like the subway. To me, is like an abstraction in a way that I like don't quite feel the undergroundness of it very yeah. often, unless you're just like stuck. And then you're like, I'm underground. You know, but just moving yeah. through, I don't really have that issue. But, like, driving through a tunnel, no thank you. And I don't want to descend into a mine ever. Yeah, I, I do remember there would be some times you'd be going under the river and the uh, train would stop. You'd have like, suddenly remembrance. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. I'm under the river. If something were to go tragically awry, I'm just here under I'm the river dead. with all these people. Yep. Exactly. Um. Well, that, that stands to reason. I'm also not a big mine head myself. No. Um, and then based entirely on the trailer and our brief conversation, Allison, would you like to guess the twist in My Bloody Valentine? Guess the twist. Okay, the trailer didn't give me, like, a ton of information about what's mm-hmm. happening, aside from, like, it's Valentine's Day in Valentine wherever. Is that true? Yes. Valentine Bluff. Valentine Bluff. Belltime Bluffs. Um, I'm going to guess that the killer, seems mm-hmm. there's a killer, um, was injured in a mining accident that was uh, due to neglect from the town. Allison, you hit the nail on the head. It's yeah. almost like you've heard the plot of hundreds <laughs> of movies, which are available yes. now on, on Patreon. Patreon for you to read. Um, well, yeah, you hit that one on the head. Any guesses about, uh, say, what... Um, what, anything else other than that? Uh, perhaps at the end of the film, do you think something is revealed? Uh, horrific facial scarring. All right. All right. That's now let's my, get to it. My guess. We open with, uh, you know, you knew it when you, when you started the episode. We open with the mine, okay? Yeah. We have two miners um, doing what has to be the most unsafe. I'm not a mining uh, safety inspector yet. Yet. I don't have my... <laughs> Degree, you have to, you know, do your final presentation. Um, there are two miners who are going to the abandoned part of the mine. Um, Not great. To, Don't do that. Well, they're going to fuck, Allison. And oh. Go anywhere s- else. Well, you know, again, uh, in a airless, lightless, chemical yeah. tube yeah. full of rot and mold and guano... One of the miners, it turns out, is a beautiful woman, and she is wearing, she takes off her, so she has a jumpsuit and also the gas mask, uh-huh. pulls off her gas mask, shakes out her long, beautiful blonde hair. She has a full beat of 80s makeup, so it's like, <gasps> she spent a lot of time on it. And a white bra that would be, I imagine, if you were to be a, a miner who wore a bra, absolutely Filthy. fucking soaked, yeah, with sweat and grime. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I'm not a miner. You'd be wearing a sports bra or some kind yeah. of special mining bra. It, they might yeah. make those. She's just wearing like just your regular. I'm like, there's no conceivable way. No. The other miner, a man, 
uh, sort of swings his pickaxe dangerously, but it actually just buries in the wall behind her. And apparently that really gets her going. Maybe that's some minor foreplay thing, you know, the call of the minor, uh, the swing of the pickaxe. And she goes to reach for the hose coming out of his mask, and he stops her from removing his mask and says, don't. I'm like, okay. okay. But then it means, so she's basically in her bra to the waist. Okay. She's touching the outside of his mask and his jumpsuit, which Ugh. have to be covered Filthy. in whatever they're mining. Yeah, which they I assume can't... is like dark colors, like <laughs> like soot. Yeah, um, because they don't ever say what the mine does. I'll oh, be absolutely okay. honest. I was gonna ask, like, what are we mining? Like, I guess, like, assume it, like, is this in Canada or in the U.S.? I think it's in Canada, but I don't know I enough gotta, about it. Like, I still gotta imagine, like, coal. Let's say coal. So, right, so you're mining coal. you got to get coal dust. I just don't think the human, like, a, a, if I'm a, a half-nude woman, I'm not, I don't want to touch the coal dust onto my hands. No. Nor my beautiful woman's body. No. I don't. And to, white bra. But, again, she's sort of, you know, I, personally, I'm like, she's going to get mesothelioma or whatever you get down Something. there. I don't know. But maybe that's her kink, right? That's her right. She's caressing his hose. And then it's supposed to be like, okay, this feels like something for like only something. minors. Like this is a very niche sexual experience. <laughs> um, and we hear his breathing gets faster. We hear every time the um, killer is around, we hear the breathing within yes, the mask. Yes, the breathing was really a chilling part of the trailer as well. And he touches, she has a heart tattoo on her breast and he reaches out and touches it. And of course, as all of our killers are driven insane when their their lust is activated, he grabs the woman by her shoulders and slams her to the wall, burying the pickaxe into her back through her sternum, Ooh. killing her. Ooh. And I'm like, this woman Ooh. went into this mine, wrist, wrist black lung to fuck you, and, and this is how her? you repay her? Ugh. Title card, My Bloody Valentine. I mean, quite an open. Allison. We have text on the screen. It is Thursday, February 12th. And I love okay. this for this kind of movie because it's like, I uh, it, basically I just need to know, is it Valentine's Day yet or is it Valentine's Day? Yes. So they did it like, I need to be alerted. It's like, no, no, I don't care. Just say, okay, it's Valentine's Day. That's when things are really going to hit. Shit's going to yeah, hit the fan, right. right? So we see a bunch of miners leaving at quitting time from the mine. So we are outside the town of Valentine Bluffs. It is a mining town. Everybody who works there, or lives there, works at the mine. So all these guys who work there are like, in my mind, early 20s, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you, you're you from this town, you go work at the mine. So, you know, they're young, but they also sort of like coupling up. Like they all, we eventually sure. meet all their gals, you know, sort of like they're from the town, they work at the mine, they go and they have a few brews, yeah. and that's what they're about. Um, and also they pull the whistle at the end of the day. Oh, every workplace oh, should have a whistle. Yeah. The satisfaction of a whistle. Yeah. And one of the miners says, hey, where's Howard and the rest of the apprentices? Apparently they're apprentices for mining. I didn't know. Sure. And the miner says, we left them down there to find their own way up. Gotta learn at some point. Um, that seems wrong. And everyone laughs and everyone says, yeah, good luck. That methane buildup down there gonna blow this place to shit sometime. I'm actually terrified of mines, is what I realized from watching this. Yes, me too. And I was thinking, like, you know, people would always say, oh, if you went back in time, could you explain to someone how an iPhone works? It's like, you'd have to explain, like, mining minerals. Like, it would be like, yeah, like, we'd have to go so wide. It's like, I don't know how to explain what mining is. Like, I don't know how to explain how lithium works. Like, Like, you have to go so broad to explain any electronic now, hey, no, they would just 
shoot me. Oh, no, they, yeah. they wouldn't have guns. They would kill me as a witch. Yes. Set me um, on fire. All the guys go, and they all go into, uh, they're sort of like, like, they, like I thought, they all have to take sort of an industrial bath. So they all take their okay. clothes off, and then they are just like under these uh, shower heads Showers, scrubbing yeah. off. Mind filth, right? These guys are grab-assing to beat the band. It's like they've never seen another man's ass. They are laughing. They're just, they're snapping towels. Like, it is, it, it's 1981, and these guys are having fun, right? Yeah. So Howard joins them, and he's like, you guys made us walk up. And I'm like, walk up? What is a mine? Like, what do you mean you walked up? Yeah, I don't, what? Eventually, we find out that there's a cart that takes you up, but there's also a ladder. Stairs. And a stuff. ladder okay. that a you ladder? can climb. It looks like it's, like, stories tall. Imagine finishing a uh, grueling <laughs> work day of physical yes. labor, and then to get home, you have to climb stories of a ladder? No. I would be like, Kill, I'm just down. I live in the mine now. Yeah. <laughs> One of the miners is teasing Howard and says, you better build up your stamina if you're going to start tangling with Gretchen. And Howard says, I've got a Valentine's Day gift. She'll never forget. And one guy starts, like, thrusting his crotch. He says, right to the heart. And I'm like, I uh-huh. never want to see this ever no. again. No. And one guy is so excited. He literally screams, it's going to be a hot time on Saturday night. And I'm like, damn, dude, you got a cold cow You're still also, like, at work. Like, you got 48 hours until that's going to get going. Like, save some of your energy. People are so excited about Valentine's Day. It's insane. I can't imagine, like, that being the vibe of any town, specifically of, like, a bunch of, <laughs> Men who work in mining. <laughs> they all fucking love Valentine's Day. So when, there'd be this other guy, Axel Palmer. Um, he says his other uh, character we'll meet, uh, Mike Stravinsky. It's like, you know, he says to him, you do anything with that thing except throw it over your shoulder and burp it, which I assume <laughs> refers to his tremendous hog, which is just out in front of his coworkers. And Stravinsky whips a bar of soap at him and he hits another guy in the face. And this whole scene makes you want to puke. Not because of men. Because it's like, if I had to it's just clean. a lot. If I had to shower with my coworkers, I, and one of them was washing their filthy, mind-sweat dick and balls with a bar of soap. And then threw it at my face? Hit me in the face with no. it? This no. place needs an HR. This place is yeah. uncouth. Yeah. It is untoward. Okay? Time to have a seminar, guys. <laughs> Please do not throw your dicks open my face. <laughs> so TJ, it turns out, uh, the Southern Miner, has just returned to town. And he's like, you know what? You guys are all the same, just a bunch of clowns. And they're all laughing. And the guy who screamed earlier says, well, something's changed. Axel's going out with Sarah now. And all the guys go, oh, he oh. said it. Now, obviously, Sarah was TJ's you know, steady date. And then he left town and he came back. And so TJ's like, I don't care. I think it's fine. Good. Even though he obviously is devastated. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's hard. It's hard to go home after a long day of the mine and grab ass with yourself. You know, you want someone else there. I, yeah. I understand that. And TJ said, hey, last one in town, we has to buy the brews. And so all the men run out to their cars, still pulling up their pants, like their asses out, underwear still out. That's what the early 80s was in my also, mind. Like, it's very Dukes of Hazard. like, it's people's like pants getting pulled down. February in Canada? Like, it must be like 12 <laughs> degrees. I hadn't even thought about that part. <laughs> it's, it's Valentine's Day. Your it's dick's going to freeze your leg, gentlemen. 
so most of these cars these guys driving are what I would call a jalopy, like what Jughead yes. would drive. Yes. How long do you think Jughead would last in the mine, Allison? Realistically, I, like not long. He's too goofy. He's too like goofy. he'd like slip on that bar of soap, you know? Yeah, like he would, he's he's down, fall down, down for a the mine shaft. He'd fall down a mine. He's like still on the ladder. <laughs> yeah, just close the door at him. So they're all driving to town, racing to get to the bar. We see a sign that says, Welcome to Valentine Bluffs, the little town with a big heart. Cute. Cute. We get to the town main street, and it's decorated with hearts and streamers and a sign for the big Valentine's Day dance, which oh, is also wow. how I would run a fucking town. If anybody would let me a town in Valentine's Day dance, it's all month. It's happening. And all the pieces of the cars are, like, flying off as they drive. <laughs> just they, like, barrel towards... <laughs> Also, I just would like to say, for those who are not watching the podcast right now and are just listening, Hallie has taken (laughs) off her sweater and is basically wearing it as a necklace. I'm too hot, but I don't want to take off my headphones to to, to disrupt this excellent seamless It looks like a whimsical scarf. Oh, good. Okay, that's what I'm going for. I'm just hot as hell. It's, I have a, a space heater because yeah, now it's, it's so fucking freezing in every place in L.A. Because no yeah. place is insulation. So L.A. boiling hot. is a very yeah. specific kind of cold because it's just like a draftiness that other places don't have. It's yeah. awful. Um, <clears throat> so they, they go to the dance hall, which is being decorated for the Valentine's Day uh, dance. And all they bust in. Howard presses an air horn because he's the fun one. Yeah, that's and, fun. All of the other guys, like, girlfriends are decorating. And so Howard's trying to hit on Gretchen. And she says, stay away from me, which I did think was funny. (laughs) But then all the other guys have a sweetie, right? And Mm -hmm. so we see, like, Hollis is one of the other guys. He kisses his girlfriend, Patty. They're all so excited about the Valentine's Day dance. And I guess it's like, if this is the one thing your town does, everyone's going all out. Everyone's making plans. Everyone's going to have fun. But TJ is in the corner watching his ex Sarah and his coworker Axel smooch. Yeah. And Not everyone great. knows it's a small Not town. Everyone knows that this is in the air. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, is TJ going to make a big deal about it? Also, TJ is wearing an excellent outfit. He has a lime green Ooh. or like a sherbet lime, like a light mm-hmm. lime fair isle sweater under a blue and black plaid jacket. Oh, and then that. he's cuffed the sweater. So there's like a green at the bottom of the mm-hmm. sleeves. It looks yeah. so good. Those excellent kind of styling work, details are what make a fit. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, so Howard asked Gretchen to be his date to the dance. She says, dry up, which I also love. Yeah, but then great. it's like the town only has 202 people. But I think they do imply that other people come from other towns. Like it's a big, it's like a, you know, yeah. like a county fair. Like people come yeah. in. So, you know, might, there may be one other man there, I suppose. <clears throat> and also, no quite, I mean, if you're gay, I, you got to move out of this town in my mind. I don't think Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a yeah. place where there's a community. Um, out on the main street, we meet Mayor Hanniger, who is also the owner of the mine. It's, it's his family mine, and his son is TJ, the guy who just came back to town. He's talking to Mabel, who's sort of his right-hand woman, who also runs the laundromat. And they are mm. so excited. They're like, it's going to be a huge success. This is the first time we've had a Valentine's Day dance in 20 years. Oh. We haven't had a Valentine's Day dance since the incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always an incident. It's always an incident. Um, they open the door of the dance hall and Howard hilariously has covered his head in fake blood and screams and topples out onto the mayor. But everyone does laugh and has a good time. Yes. Um, and as soon as the mayor arrives, his son TJ storms out. He's like, I'm going to get another beer and a really good nose pick. And I'm like, there's so many parts of this movie that make me want to puke. Like, just the way you yeah. say that, it's like, ugh. ugh. 
Um, we also meet police chief Jake Newby, mm-hmm. who bumps into TJ. And Axel's like, I don't think he really likes working the mine much. And the mayor overhears and says, I don't care. It's not my fault my son failed on the West Coast. If he's a son of mine, he's working in that goddamn mine. It's like, okay. The chief is picking up the mayor to go for a meeting in another town, and they head out. But Howard runs after them and says, hey, mayor, somebody left you a gift at the dance hall. It has your name on it, and it's a heart-shaped box of chocolates. And the mayor has the most human reaction, which is if somebody gave you that, you go, for me? For me? For me? And he's so excited. And obviously, as soon as you're like, well, there's a hand in there. There's going to be a dog's head or something, you know. But he's so cute. He's like, for me? Mm, that um, makes it even more disappointing. I when know. Whatever happens, happens. But uh, both Mabel and the chief are the only people he knows. They're like, well, we didn't leave it to him. Maybe you have a, a secret admire her. And then this uh, chief and the mayor get in the car and drive off. Of course, when the mayor opens it, there's a note that says, From the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. <laughs> Which isn't exactly, it's not perfect, but you know, know, it rhymes. They're they're making it work. Allison, the mayor opens the heart-shaped box, and inside is a human heart, and he says, (gasps) oh, it can't be happening again. It's like your only reaction to seeing a human heart in a box should be passing out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah, not like, oh, it's happening again. Not annoying. Oh, my God. This again. Also, that's how I assume towns work, as the mayor owns the mine, (laughs) and... And he also I think goes used to the to. dance. I think that also is kind of how things have happened. Yeah. Now the mayor is Eric Adams, who absolutely would try to buy a mine and absolutely would throw a Valentine's Day dance where you find For a sure. human heart. Like, that yeah. all adds up to me. Um, the chief throws his truck into a UE and they drive back into town to try to figure out who left this, right? Everybody else, all the miners and their gals, head over to the bar, the cage. The cage is also, to my understanding, the ele- they also do have an elevator in the mine, but it's for taking down the mine carts. Mm, mm-hmm. So we yeah, have yeah, yeah. A, it has like a little trade, a elevator, and then a ladder. So everything I know to get out of the way. about mining, I learned from the underground right levels of Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo in 1994. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what it looks like. To me, that's it. So the guys are uh, competing, and they're playing that game where you take a knife and you stab it between yeah, yeah. your fingers. And whoever stabs your hand first loses. You know that game. (laughs) Yeah, game. old chestnut. Yeah. We meet the bartender, my favorite fucking character in this movie, Happy, who is perfectly named because he is not happy at all. He's, in fact, enraged at everyone. Mm -hmm. But luckily has a lot of good institutional knowledge about, say, things that have happened in the town perhaps 20 years ago. Mm, Yes. And he starts to tell them the local legend. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's not real. It's a fairy tale. And, of course, meanwhile, we see Sarah is with Axel, but keeps looking at TJ, and he's smiling at her hornily. Mm. So we tell there's a there's a, a love triangle afoot. Mm, yes. And everyone kind of is like, oh, right, okay, happy. We all know the story. And he goes, and of course he, you know, <clears throat> launches into it. And but the whole thing is very John Cougar Mellencamp. Like, it's like there's yes. a jukebox. Yeah. This is the only bar in town. I was born in a small town. Hell yeah. I'm going to die in a small town. A yes. lot of these people are going to die in a small town, so this yes. song does apply to them. Um, so it all started 20 years ago, the night of the big Valentine's dance. It had been a tradition for over 100 years. Everyone was in town for it, except for seven miners out at Hanager Mine. Five men were in the mine, and two supervisors were waiting for them to come back up. Also, they shot this in actual mines, which I thought was interesting. I don't like that. <laughs> 
the two supervisors, Allison, were so excited to get to the dance. They left before they made sure the men were safely out. And they did not properly check the methane gas levels in the mine. There was an explosion. And while the men survived, they were buried alive as the town partied. The town, of course, eventually found out they were down there. And they dug for six weeks to try and rescue them. Once they broke through, only one man had survived. Oh, no. And to do so, he had resorted to cannibalism. Yeah. Wow. We were, we, we, I thought we moved on from cannibalism from last month, but here we are, back again. It's always going to surprise you. Happy says, I was the one who found him. And we see the man. His name is Harry Warden. And he's gnawing on a limb. And you guessed it, screaming. <laughs> Harry Warden spent the next year in the state mental hospital. The next year, he came back to town and killed the two supervisors who had left their post. He I had mean, cut... I mean, if you're going to kill somebody, that seems... That, that feels, you know... He then cut out their hearts. Understandable. <laughs> he cut out the supervisors' hearts and stuffed them into heart-shaped boxes. And the town found the boxes at the dance, dripping blood, and a note from Harry warning them to never hold a Valentine's dance again. And according okay. to Happy... Harry Warden comes back to town every Valentine's Day to stalk the Hanniger mine with his pickaxe in case anyone were to break his warning. And this year, it could be you! <gasps> so Happy says, you should cancel the dance. And everyone's dead silent. And then Howard goes, Pfft. and they all laugh. And I was like, that, that story deserved a little bit more than just a Ye- raspberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, we also meet the waitress Harriet, which all the men sing a song about her being a virgin. Uh, that contains a line, there once was a young barmaid named Harriet who hasn't been robbed of her cherry yet. And I'm like, I'm going to need somebody to get a pickaxe in the back yeah. of the head right Toot now. Sweet, if you ask me. Yuck. Sarah goes over the jukebox, which is like right next to where TJ is sort of angrily brooding uh, and playing pool. And she turns to him and goes, first of all, this is your fault, <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> That's an amazing way to start any conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just and walk she, over. First of all, first this of is all, your this fault. This is your fault. <laughs> um, she said, you left town. So what was I supposed to do? So how about you just accept the way things are and not act like, not act like a fucking baby about this? Mm. And TJ says, well, maybe I don't like the way things are. And he storms out of the bar. Over in the morgue, Chief Newby is calling the state mental hospital to make sure that Harry Warden is still there. Smart move right out the gate. Yeah. yeah. Call immediately. Yes. And also the coroner is examining the heart. <clears throat> However, it's nighttime. The... Front office at the state mental hospital is closed, and the night nurse is basically like, I, I, they don't give me access to the system. I'm sorry, I just answer the phone, and I, I like take messages. Like, she's like, I can't, I don't know what it, I just, which is, I think, a I'm funny thing. Where I'm like, I think the night nurse at a state mental facility should have some information. I, like, any. I, so many things can go wrong. It's a hospital, right? Right. The coroner com- comes back and he confirms, like, it's a human heart belonging to a young woman around 30. And I'm like, oh, young, 30, that's so nice. And oh, then also, that. how do you tell that? Just the size? Yeah, could, if someone took your heart out, would they be able to, or is it like trees? Like, could you just like know how old someone is? Well, you know, or that it's a woman's heart. But you know what? I think it's right. because it was hot pink. It had a bow in it, bow on it. I oh, think that's yes, why. and the, the telltale sign of a, of a woman's heart. A gal's heart. Uh, the coroner says, and they sort of catch him up to speed, like, oh, it was found in a box. He's like, well, yeah, there you have your answer. Harry Warden is back in town. I was like, great, we're calling it out cool. as we see it. Yeah. We great. know that somebody's, there's a serial killer afoot. We're not going to pretend... Um, we then, of course, see the killer, who we're going to call the miner. 
as he is in full minor gear, including the gas mask, with a pickaxe. Mm-hmm. We see him walking through the darkened town of Valentine Bluffs and peering in on poor Mabel, no. who was at the laundromat, and she's washing these, like, fabric hearts that are decorations. And, um, well, she's enjoyed her last Valentine's Day, Allison, unfortunately. Oh, no. As the miner walks in, he puts another heart-shaped candy box on the table, so when she comes back from the, the back room, she goes, oh, someone brought me chocolate. Everyone's so excited to see it, as we all would be. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so specific. It's, it's so, so like, oh, that's yeah. really out of your way. Like, you didn't have to do that. Like, no one's like, oh, good, I needed this. It's like, what a treat. You know, so you're not like, ew. It's just like, well, it's cute. Even it's like, I'm not going to eat all these chocolates. Yeah, it's pretty, and I like chocolate. Unfortunately, on top of the box, Allison, she finds a note, and it reads, Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. Okay, see, that's much better as a poem. I, it's still not, you, it's not you know what I mean? Like, it's not giving more quite what I want, but it's also, it's like, better. we're getting there, maybe yeah. by the end. Allison, of course, the lights go off, and the miner attacks, and pickaxe Mabel to death. Hmm. Meanwhile, over in the junkyard, the guys, I guess, are after partying after the bar. We see Stavinsky, Hollis, and Howard. They are cooking food on Hollis's engine, which I've never seen before, but I could, you could do. It's, like, wrapped in tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Axel's playing harmonica in a wrecked car, and TJ comes over to try to, like, talk to him and gives him an open bottle of Jim Beam and starts playing his own harmonica, which I guess is what men were to do if you were trying to bond back in 1981. They didn't or have more harmonica yet, stuff. So. Yeah. And Axel says, look, um, I'm to be honest, I'm with Sarah now. You left. We didn't know where you went. We didn't know when you'd be back. You kind of just ditched everyone and ghosted us. So I'm not going to back off of this for you. I'm going to be honest. You were gone for a year. And TJ says, you want to fight? Then you got it. Because both of us know who Sarah really wants. And I think this is like with a climax Mm -hmm. Where, like, you just give me any little plot line about, like, a love triangle. I'm like, well, yes. now I'm invested. Yes. I do want everyone to get murdered, but I do want to see how this but, shakes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Axel storms away, and Hollis goes over. And also, everyone's, like, very level-headed. Hollis is like, well, you know, I think you're being a little hard on him. Like, you did leave. I mean, like, what was Sarah supposed to do, you know? And yeah. TJ's like, you know what? You're right. Like, this isn't anyone's fault. It's just really frustrating. Plus, I do really like Axel. I was like, well, this is nice. Unfortunately, well, okay. you're all going to be serial killed. Yeah. But, like, get it is, get I ready enjoyed to get pickaxe to death. Yeah, um, Allison, it is Friday, February 13th. Okay. So we're next okay, day. Friday the 13th and, wow. Exactly. One more day into the dance and one more day to die. Luckily in the morning, uh, Chief Newby and the mayor call the uh, state mental hospital again to make sure Harry Warden is in custody. The administrator, Mrs. Raleigh, tells them, well, I'm afraid I have no records of a patient named Harry Warden, past or present. Uh-oh. The chief says, okay, well, it's not possible. He was sent to you guys under court order. Like, he had a trial. What are you talking about? Right. And the woman says, look, I've gone through all the files. His file is not here, which means one of three things. He's been transferred, he's been released, or he's on the slab. I was like, I think you should have a piece of paper that says one of those things. And also, you would still have had him, like, he would then just be a past, like, Right. Patient. Like, it doesn't mean that just because he's not there now, like, doesn't mean that he wasn't there at some, like. Especially if he had been transferred, you'd keep it. Or it's like, oh, so he's right. still somewhere. Or if he's dead. Like. Right. Like, you'd have to have a record of his death. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? What's happening in this hospital administration system? 
Chief Newbie says, are you sure you looked everywhere? And Miss Raleigh says, yes, everywhere. Well, except the the microfiche over in Centrifile. And I go, microfiche, microfiche. microfiche. We're going to see some microfiche. Um, but she says, of course, it'll take a couple days to look at it. You know, microfiche. Yeah. And we'll call you. And the mayor says, floats the idea. Maybe, maybe should I cancel the big dance since there's a serial yeah. killer, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, we see Sarah walking with uh, Patty, who is Hollis's girlfriend, and says, I don't know what to do. And Patty says, look, you just have to make a decision. Who do you like more, TJ or Axel? That's the yeah. only way you could decide this. Correct. And she says, I don't know. They're both kind of being babies about this. Like, maybe I should just go, shouldn't go to the dance at all. Like, you know, whatever. And Patty says, no, just come alone, and you can hang out with Hollis and me and have fun, and don't worry about it. Yeah. And also, they are, like, 22. I'm like, this is the right approach to this. Yes. I know, again, you're 22 in a very small town in 1981, so you're going to get married. But, you know. And Patty says, and you have to see my dress. It's cut down to here and slid up to there. I might not get out alive. I'm like, I love Patty. That's funny. Um, Chief Newbie goes to the laundromat to find Mabel. Fortunately, also, when he walks in, there's a terrifically bad smell. Oh. And uh, all the hearts have been turned upside down. Uh, he opens up a dryer, which is uh, has clothes in it and smells of clothes. That's not it. And suddenly, the door of the dryer next to it pops open, and Mabel's dryer charred corpse fly flops out. As apparently the miner put her, killed her and then put her in the dryer to dry. I don't like that. I don't care for it at all. And it looks disgusting. <laughs> I and bet it, it does. <laughs> what did the Amazon? What did the Amazon like trivia notes? said that, uh, I don't know if it was this one, but I assumed it was, that one of the special effects props, when the first time the director saw it, he vomited. And I do think it was this one, because it is pretty foul. Like, if you weren't yeah. expecting it, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> right, because you're like, okay, like, uh, I'm I'm prepared for a dead body. I'm prepared for somebody who's been, like, slashed and axed. I am yeah. not prepared for, like, a dried-out, desiccated, charred corpse. She's also an elderly woman, which yeah, I think like, I makes like it, it more of a bummer. I don't know. Um Meanwhile, in the mine, um, Axel and TJ keep getting into conflict. And TJ's like, oh, it's, he's on me because of Sarah. And Axel sort of yells at him to do some specific mining task. And TJ shoves him, and they start fighting in the mine. And the fight gets broken up, and they both get yelled at. But you can tell the bad blood's brewing worse and worse. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the laundromat, the cops are collecting Mabel's corpse. And the mayor arrives and says, we got to call Granville. We got to get some more cops here. We got to, like, we got to call yeah. in reinforcements. Yeah, this is not for, like, a two-cops, small-town yeah. organization. A- Allison, the police chief says, no, we call Granville that cause a panic. Um, so people panic- there's two, two corpses already. And one of them got air fried. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? You sh- People should be panicking. <gasps> and Chief Newbie doesn't want to deal with it, though, so he tells his officers Mabel died of a heart attack. So if anyone asks you, that's what happened. I don't want to hear anyone diverting from that story. If they do, they'll have to answer to me. Before they could take her body out, the chief looks down and sees something in her open, ripped open chest cavity. And he reaches inside. Allison, it's a paper Valentine heart. And he reads it aloud. It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dance. Or it'll happen thrice. Allison, what would you do? What would you do? No, I'll tell you what I'll do first. I'm canceling that dance. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. There's when no, the like, mayor even says, let's yeah, cancel the dance. Like, cancel, what the fuck are we doing? You cancel the dance, and you, like, call for reinforcements, and you, like, search the town top to bottom until you can figure out who the hell is doing this 
poetry murder. Yeah, what are we talking about? You call you're calling Clary Starling, baby. You're calling the FBI or whatever the Canadian version of the FBI right. is. Get you some are out of your in there. But cancel the dance. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pot Save America is brought to you by Helix Sleep. How long have you had your mattress? For most people, it's probably time for an upgrade, right? Well, Helix has exactly what you need. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Helix has models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side, models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they've got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Uh, I have a Helix mattress in our guest bedroom. Mm -hmm. Every single person who stays with us says, that bed is so comfortable. Where'd you get it? You know what I say? Where do you say? Helix. I love my Helix mattress. I have a Dawn Lux. Dawn Lux. It's very comfortable. So Lux. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash crooked and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash crooked and use code helixpartner20. Fortunately, after reading this, Allison, they actually listened to you because the mayor says, the dance is canceled. This, okay, is, like, thank God. this is not good. And then she says, yeah, right, you got me. That's fair. But they still are not going to tell people about the murders. They're just going to cancel it and say it was because Mabel passed away. I so mean, they go to the dance hall. Yeah. Okay. Would you buy that is what you're saying? I can't decide if that's like a good or a bad idea. Like I feel like people should be on alert and aware that there's murders yeah. I as opposed to just like a lady died. Well, just from like reality, I feel like anytime people, the police have not told people about a serial killer, it's always like within the gay community and, right. or like a, a, the community of color right. or any other and like Mart. Yeah, just ends up with people being victimized. I, I understand people wouldn't want to be freaked out, but also like this is this is but not a question know. of this is, like this is a question of oh we've had some murders are they connected? This is this is obviously connected, and this person is actively murdering people in our very small town. Yes. Um. Everyone gets to the dance hall to finish decorating for the next day. And the chief closes the dance hall and says, the dance is canceled out of respect for Mabel. She passed away and we, d- we just don't think it'd be appropriate. And all the gals were like, but Mabel would have wanted us to have the dance. Like that bitch loved this shit. Yeah. She was all about it. If anything, she would have gone if she was alive. And the chief says, nope, that's the way it is. There will be no dance. And there better not be any kind of big blowout party in its place where people are in a different secluded area. Where they could right. get slaughtered. Okay, I better not hear about that. Well, again, like, if you told people there was a serial killer out there, yes, they exactly. wouldn't be as inclined to do that as just, like, the dance is canceled, we'll have our own dance. I'd be exactly. like, I'm staying at home. <laughs> and, of course, they're going to have their own party. Like, it's right. like, that is the natural, like, oh, we were already going to play it, everyone has dresses, yes. let's just hang out, right? Um, 
So over in the mine, um, TJ is getting dressed and Axel gets on the mine and Axel's like, you and me have a score to settle, TJ. And TJ runs off like a coward and drives over to the store and basically takes Sarah and puts her in his car. And she's saying like, I don't want to go with you. Like, you're not even listening to me. They go park near like the place that was their spot, which is the bleakest lake. It is like beige grass, brown water, looking over the mines. The mounds. And he says, remember this spot? She says, of course I remember. Yeah, diarrhea town. (laughs) The music swells. They walk along the edge of the water. And she finally says, why didn't you write me? Why didn't you call? And he says, I'm sorry. I fell on my ass out there. I made so many mistakes, but I learned something. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. She walks away, but he grabs her and he says, Sarah, I have to tell you that I love you and I want you back. And she starts sobbing because her point is not like, oh, no, I'm dating someone else. The point is like, you left me here. Yeah. I didn't know if you were ever coming back. Like, that's the larger issue. Like, okay, I'm dating Axel, but like, you abandoned me and right. didn't tell me what was going on. And he says, I am just so sorry. I am so damn sorry. And Allison, they smooch. Ooh. And again, I don't, I do want everyone to get hacked to death, but I even, I do want to know let's how see. this all plays out. Yeah, let's see these relationships unfold a little bit before everybody dies. And it, luckily it does. Uh, they show up at the bar later, and Axel, I'm sorry, <clears throat> TJ shows up at the bar later, and Axel, who's already drunk, says, have you seen Sarah? And he tells him, it's not my turn to look after her, which I thought was a little rude, because like, it well, is- you just profess your love to her, you know? Yeah. But Sarah's walking home alone from work, and yeah. she's panicking, like, how do I tell Axel about this? I always right. do this. Like, you know, a woman, you yeah, yeah. punishing yourself. Of course. And, uh, of course, she doesn't see that someone seems to be watching her from the grass. Oh, no. And she turns to see a flashlight immediately in her face. Luckily, it's just Chief Newbie, and he apologized for startling her. And he doesn't even tell her, go home and get off the street. Like, he doesn't even, he's like, oh, uh, hi. Um, good to see you in, at night, wandering around our town. We are obviously yeah. going to be serial killed. Meanwhile, at the bar, Happy is talking to everyone. He's like, I'm supposed to believe that Mabel had a heart attack. My ass she did. Because he knows, you know, like, right. she absolutely got murdered. I know it. Um, meanwhile, as obviously what would happen when the dance get canceled, the miners and their gals decide tomorrow we're going to have our own party. And TJ, because he's the owner's son, offers up the mine as the place for the party. Mm. And someone says, it'll be a blast, literally. I was like, I don't want to party anywhere where there's a buildup of methane gas. Yeah, that's not fun. It's mostly gross and also dangerous. Happy says, to his credit, and like like so many wonderful uh, gas station attendants, Old, weird men in town yeah. says to him, you better give up that idea or you'll regret it. But of course like, they won't. Okay. And they will. TJ, of course, tells him, happy is just a legend and you better not tell anyone about our party, okay? Later, we see happy is going to the mine. This is still like Friday night and the party's yeah. going to be on Saturday. We see happy walking to the mine with a beer and a pickaxe and he is rigging a prank to scare the miners and their gals, right? Mm-hmm. And he sets up a dummy in a minor costume with yeah. a pickaxe that swings up when you open the door. So okay. they're going to open the door, scream, I'll be scared, and he'll laugh right. in the bar because like he won't be there. And he opens the door, he laughs maniacally at his own stunt. He closes the door, he opens it again and laughs. Allison, he closes it, he opens it again. You better believe it's the actual killer yeah. who, of course, well, pickaxe happy in the stomach. Obviously. To death. Allison, it's finally Saturday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Finally. 
and all the miners and the gals arrive. And I was like, are they going into the actual mine? But they're, they're sort of like a mess hall for all the guys. So it's like a cafeteria set up with okay. a pool table. So okay. they're just going to bring beers and food in there. I was like, right, okay, that's, that's more better. reasonable. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. That's a lot more reasonable. Yeah. So they all run in there and they've all like, they're um, boiling up a big pot of hot dogs, which I'm not going to lie, wouldn't hate it if at a party. Big I'm not old a hot dog fan. That's really, what, you more of a hamburger gal? Yeah, more of a hamburger gal. I love them And both. I like like a, like a sausage, like a peppers and onions sausage yes. sandwich, Ooh. but I don't like hot dogs. I think because hot dogs, I get that. Were, they are like, I don't know, if you're, depending on where you're from, like they're really a vehicle for ketchup for a lot of people and I don't like uh, ketchup. So it's oh, kind of like. that's right, mm, yes. Yeah. I love ketchup so much. I would say a burger is also, to me, a vehicle for ketchup. Bad burgers, yeah. <clears throat> um, Chief Newbie checks in at the station, and his officer, Ben, says, oh, um, uh, this came for you. Allison, it's another heart-shaped box. Oh, boy. And of Guys, course, don't he, open them. <laughs> he's like, hey, Ben, also, can you give me— came from where? Right, like who's dropping them off? Who dropped that off? Like, was it got, did it go through the mail? Like, I think what you were thinking, we, this one is from the mail. Okay. So— he tells Ben, can you get me a coffee? He opens it. It's actually chocolate. He laughs and it says, okay. be my Valentine. It's from Mabel. And his okay. eyes water. Because she's dead. Mm. Um, TJ arrives at the party and says, everyone needs to park in the back. I don't want the cops to see them. We're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. One of the other minor guys, Dave, goes into the kitchen to get some snacks. Um, and he says, ooh, a big pot of hot dogs. And everyone's like partying and already getting drunk in the main room. Yeah. So they're playing music. So it's already kind of loud. Unfortunately... Dave reaches for a hot dog only to have the miner grab him from behind and plunge his face into the boiling hot pot of hot dog water, nope. which is now a new fear and a new that terrifying is, way to die. Um, horrific. Um, Chief <laughs> Newbie, um, you know, back at the station says, I- I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go check out the mine. But unfortunately, he doesn't even have a chance to because when he walks outside, there is a new actual bloody heart shaped box on the ground that a Wait. bunch of stray dogs are eating. Oh, awesome. And this one, the, the, the killer didn't even, didn't even bother with a limerick or a rhyme. Just the like note just says. A piece of a body. He, it just says, you didn't stop the party. And Chief Newbie yells, what damn party? And of course, there's a human heart in there. It's, it's a happy yeah. heart. Um, meanwhile, at the party, Axel's already drunk. He's trying to kiss Sarah. And Sarah needs to tell him that she's going to break up with him and get with TJ. Mm-hmm. But. You know, it just happened. So I'm like, it's a complicated situation, you know. She says, could you please stop? And TJ says to him, like, why don't you back up off her? And Axel's like, you know what? Everything was fine until you came back to town. I don't know why. Like, don't you tell me what to do with my girlfriend. And Sarah says, I have my own mouth. I could speak for myself. And then TJ says, well, then why don't you use it and tell him? I was like, that is not the way to approach this. And so then Sarah didn't say anything. So TJ says to Axel, she wants me back. Axel takes a swing at TJ, and they start physically brawling until Hollis breaks it up. Axel grabs a beer, and he stumbles out to go cry outside. TJ apologizes to Sarah, but she's kind of over it. She's like, I don't even care anymore. Like, just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to either of you. You're acting like children. Mm -hmm. Patty goes with her to console her. And in the mine proper, we see that miner John and his gal Sylvia are making out under, I guess— there's like a laundry for their la- for their minor jumpsuits, yeah. which makes sense. You probably yeah. you need a new one every day because they're disgusting. So basically they wash them all and they have like rows and rows up to like a warehouse full of uh, jumpsuits that hang to dry. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, how do you get them if they're all the way up there? He goes, look, I'll show you. And you pull the rope and then like a whole line of them drops down at the same time. 
and they all fall on top of them. They all laugh. And they're having a good time. So you know they're about to be murdered. Yes, of course. Yeah. And Sylvie says, you know what we need? And John says, don't worry, I've got one right here. And she's like, oh, no, I meant a couple beers. He's like, yes, of course, let me go get some. You stay right here. I'll be right back. John goes into the mess hall. And this is an incredible uh, moment where Gretchen and another woman who I don't know what her name is are fishing out the hot dogs and pulls out a obviously boiled human heart. And John's like, oh, my God, what a hilarious prank. They must have got, like, a cow heart. That's so funny. See, this is why the town needs the information yes. that the police have. Because then you'd be like, oh, no. Yeah. This is no prank. We also, as he says that, he's looking at them by reaching to grab a six-pack out of the fridge. And so he does not see that Dave's severed head is sitting in the fridge oh, next no. to the beers. Oh, my God. Back in the mine, Sylvia, of course, sees, starts to see the rows of miners' clothes swaying above her. And then all of the shower heads start turning on. So she goes over there and says, John, if that's you, you're, if you're trying to scare me, you're doing a great job. Suddenly, all of the lines of clothes start plummeting and dropping in front of her. And even though it's just clothes, it's actually well done. Like, she's screaming and it's panicking. It looks like figures of men are dropping in front of her. Yeah. Finally, she turns around and there is actually a man. It is the miner. Mm-hmm. Who grabs her by her screaming head and hauls her into the showers. No, no. And when John gets back and he sees the showers going, he, of course, is like, oh, okay, we're going to get freaky in the shower. No. Hang on Mm-mm. one second. He Mm-mm. walks over, and it's so foggy, Mm-mm. he doesn't see right away. See, not he finds that Sylvia's head is jammed over a shower head, water streaming from her mouth. That is disgusting. Yeah. That's my thought on that. Absolutely. Meanwhile, <laughs> Chief Newby uh, gets a call from Miss Raleigh over at the mental hospital. It's urgent, Allison. Over back in the mess hall, a bunch of gals and some of the guys want to go into the mine because no. the gals have never been in the mine. I, could it be me? No. So Hollis and Patty, Harriet and Stavinsky, Sarah and Howard are all going to go into the mine for a quick ride on the cart. And TJ stops them and says, you know the rule, no women in the mine, which I don't like as a feminist, but as a woman who has seen this movie, it's a solid idea. As- even if I hadn't seen this movie, I'd be like, I don't want to go in. But they're like, no, we'll <laughs> be. House is like, it'll be fine. Like, we'll just take them on the cart and bring them back up. It's not, we, we do this every day. It's not going to be a big deal. So they take the mine cart for a ride in the mine. It does seem, I'll be honest, a little bit fun. Yeah. Other than the fact you're it, it, breathing in, you know, petrochemicals. Right. And Hollis goes to, they get to the bottom of the mine. And he's like, that's where the active mine is. And over here is the abandoned part of the mine, which has been abandoned oh. for, for 20 years since hmm. the cave-in. Let's not go there. Harriet and Stavinsky sneak off to canoodle in the mine. Don't No mine canoodling. Back up in the mess hall, Gretchen finally finds Dave's severed head in the fridge, just as John busts in with news that Sylvia has also been killed. Axel immediately and correctly understands, oh my God, Harry fucking Warden is here. And there's a serial killer. We got to get the hell out of here. So at least... Most people had the wherewithal to get out. Everyone's running over to their jalopies, tires screeching, windshields falling off. However, Axel realizes that Sarah went into the shaft. And because he was drunk stewing, he doesn't know that, like, she and TJ also aren't talking. So he goes up to TJ and says, we have to go down and get her. And so they literally, like, clasp hands. And they're running into the mine to save the woman they both love. Allison, who will survive? 
survive. TJ will survive and Sarah will survive and Axel will die. Okay, great. And then what about the minor? Do you think the minor will die? Um, I think the minor will uh, be presumed dead, but actually have escaped. All right, great. And then just based on where we are at in the movie, what do you think about everyone else in the mine? Do you think they're getting out? I think everyone's going to die in the mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they sure are. They absolutely are. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Speaking of, Hollis and the gang underground, they are ready to come back up and they don't know where Stavinsky and Harriet are. Like they, uh, Stavinsky and Harriet went over to go canoodle somewhere mm. and they're like, we have to find them to come back up. We can't leave them down here. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the distance in the mine, they hear the sound of glass breaking. Oh, okay. And we see as the miner with his pickaxe smashing the light bulbs on the wall and sort of plunging the tunnel into darkness. No. As he comes towards them. Darkness. Meanwhile, Gretchen and some of the guys have gotten back to town. They see the chief's truck as they drive into the gas station. They jump out and said, Harry Warden is back. He is at the mine. And TJ and Axel went down to save Sarah and the rest of us. And the chief says, boy, I wish I had told people about this. Yeah. Now I have to go into the mine. (sighs) Not only is there serial killers, serial killers in the mine. Right. So he hops in his truck, puts on his lights, and he calls in reinforcements. So at least he did the right thing then. TJ um, makes it into the mine and finds everybody and says, Harry Warden is back. He killed Dave and Sylvia. We got to get out of here. And Howard tries to say, but he's dead. And TJ's like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Well, someone killed them. We think it's him. Either way, let's... Whoever it is. Yeah, and Sarah's like, this better not be a joke. He's like, does it look... A joke? Like I'm joking. We, I came out of the mine to get you. So TJ and Hollis go to basically find uh, Stavinsky and Harriet. Like, we have to just find them. And, so, uh, and the girls, you stay with Howard. And Howard immediately starts panicking. Like, oh no, we're all gonna get killed. Um, unfortunately, Hollis, who now has a miner's hat, um, with the light on it, like TJ trying to look around, finds Stavinsky and Harriet, all right. They are dead with a gigantic drill bit pierced through Mike's back, back mm. and then into Harriet's chest. Literally, they got, they screwed. Allison, I mean, you see. Ba-dum-tsh. Thank you. That's that tiny drum you have in your house. Ba-dum-tsh. Hollis, uh, unfortunately, turns around to see, of course, the miner's helmet light shining in his face. Yeah. And the miner shoots Hollis in the forehead with a nail gun. What the f- But he survives long enough to stagger back to Howard and the girls, and Hollis dies in the arms of his girlfriend, Patty, who's screaming, no, over and over again. And that really kind of got me. I was like, oh, no. And he also, he was like- 
Oh, uh, he was sort of, he was the glue that uh, held the group together. Yeah. But, unfortunately, in the distance, they looked down the mine, we see another miner approaching. Uh-oh. And Howard runs off terrified. But Patty does not want to leave Hollis. Yeah. Even though Hollis is dead. Yeah. So it's really just really Nail gun to the head. We're going to have to come back Keep later. Keep it moving. I know. And so Sarah slaps Patty across her fucking face. But then Patty's like, you're right. Okay, we got to get out of here. And uh, they grab Hollis's um, forehead light. They turn to see a miner approaching and scream. But luckily, it's just Axel. So Axel grabs them and takes them over to the cage to get to the surface. Even though Patty's begging, like, please, can we take Hollis? I don't want to leave him here. And it's unclear, like, Hollis is obviously dying, but it's not clear if he's actually dead. Dead yet, yeah. Yeah, so she's just like, please. Unfortunately, they hear someone approaching. Axel picks up a log and swings it and just hits TJ in the dick. Like, it just (laughs) hits him. He's fine, but he's just pissed. Yeah. And they say, okay, great. Uh, so the problem is that Hollis is dead and now Howard's run off. But we have to just, we just have to get the girls up. Like if we yes. just start sending people up. Just the, get out of here. Because the longer we're down here, the more of us seem to be dying. Yes. Um, unfortunately, when they get to the cage, they realize that the killer has smashed the control panel. Allison, this is when they have to climb up the stories high metal ladder, which must be like the emergency ladder. Because you have the cart and the elevator. The ladder must be... Either for, uh, you know, uh, hazing newbies or if there's a fire, like if, if something is totally broken down, then you can climb up the ladder to get out. Yeah. These gals have to climb the ladder in heels. Oh. Again, a new terror. I didn't even know. Like the idea of climbing a four-story metal ladder covered in grime while a serial in killer is chasing you in the dark in heels. While there's a serial killer afoot killing people and you've witnessed some horrific violence. I mean, it just, I couldn't do and, it. And that's why I really appreciate it. Like, the, you spent a lot of time with them on the ladder. And I was like, I, this was an interesting choice this late in the movie to, like, sort of focus on, like, Sarah panicking and going up the ladder. But it's yeah. really effective. Of course. Unfortunately, as they climb, a body drops from a noose and then plummets to the ground. It's Howard. Yes, the miner is above them. No. So now they have to climb back down. Okay. And they say, okay, we're going to go back to the rail cars. But the reason they hadn't gone to the rail cars is they have to cut through the sump pump room, which is like pumping water out of the mine to keep the mine dry. So they have to basically wade through filthy mine water. And Axel's last, they turn to say, Axel, are you here? We hear a splash and a groan. And they run back and there's sort of a broken guardrail and we see the sign of his miner's hat disappearing into the water. And the girls told TJ, like, go in and go get him. And he's like, it's not possible. It's 60 feet deep. We just have to get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. No. Why is it all so awful? (laughs) So now we're down to TJ, Patty, and Sarah. Okay. TJ says, go ahead of me. And then the girls hear part of the mind collapsing. And TJ is either buried or just cut off from them. But either way, TJ is stuck in the mine. So now it is just Patty and Sarah. And they got to get out of there. Yeah, they got to get out. Allison, they immediately run headlong into the miner who buries a pickaxe in Patty's stomach. Oh. Leaving only Sarah. Sarah. Hopefully our final girl, but I don't know. She hides in the mine and a hand grabs her shoulder. Fortunately, it's TJ. Okay. He has managed to find another way out of the mine. And up, up on, the, uh, on, on the surface, reinforcements are arriving. The chief is there. And there's a ton of guys. Okay. And Chief Newbie's like, we're just going to walk down the mine cart route. So you can walk alongside the mine cart. Okay. yeah. We're just going to walk down. 
TJ and Patty, meanwhile, jump on the mine cart as it starts going up to the surface and the miner leaps on the back. It's a really good idea for a set piece, like a train fight, like a mm. top on, but yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. it's going so slowly that it's right. just like, it doesn't give you what, it's great yeah. on paper. Yes, but in reality, it's it's very, um, oh, it's, it's reminding me of like, in, there's like a comedy somewhere yes. that like makes fun of like how slowly things are happening. Um, and they, uh, the miner attacks TJ and essentially is like, they are battling. The miner has a pickaxe and TJ has a shovel and they're kind of fencing with it. Mm-hmm. And eventually they leap off the cart and the miner attacks them. Uh, and Ch- uh, Chief Newby and the guys uh, towards the service see the cart go by empty but covered in blood from this yeah. brawl. And finally, oh the God. TJ and the miner, they're hand-to-hand combating as they walk through the tunnel and there's an entrance marked keep out. And through their battling, they end up going through the entrance. It is the abandoned part of the mine because of all of the methane gas that builds up and the mine collapse. So we are now in the collapsed part of the mine. And the miner attacks TJ, and Sarah lunges at the miner to try to stop him and pulls off the mask, revealing the identity of the miner. It is Axel. Now, why would Axel do all this? Well, as we see in flashback, Okay. Axel was the son on one of the two supervisors that oh. Harry Warden killed and that inadvertently but did cause his um, imprisonment and descent into insanity and cannibalism. Yes. So naturally, as is uh, the lesson of so many horror movies, if something bad happens to you as a child, you will become a serial killer. Yes. And TJ is able to shove Axel off of him and Axel slams into the wall, triggering again, of course, a cave-in. Yes. TJ and Sarah are able to escape back into the mine proper, and they run into Chief Newby and the mayor, and they tell him it's not Harry Warden, it's Axel. And the chief says, I know, I just got the call from the state mental hospital. Harry what Warden the- died five years ago. Okay. So it's like, well, I'm glad we have that information now that we don't need it. Yeah, that we, we should have gotten that right before the reveal. Agreed. To see it now, it's like, yeah, no, no, we know. It's like, well, hey, got it. Also, it's not even like he died in like a crazy way. Or it was just right, like, oh, he like, died in the hospital? Okay. Yeah, right. However, all the other guys go in to try to dig Axel out. And from back of the abandoned mine shaft, one of the rescuers screams, he's alive. And Sarah still has feelings for him, runs back inside with TJ in hot pursuit, and they peer at sort of this little... Uh, area they've cleared out to see Axel whose arm has been torn off in the Ooh. collapse. And this absolutely tremendous end shot, Allison, we see Axel who has now presumably been driven insane yeah. as he staggers deeper and deeper back into the mine, shouting Harry! Harry, I'm coming! This whole fucking town is going to die! We're coming back, you bastards! <laughs> They start singing, Daddy, Daddy, gone away. Harry Warden made you pay. Sarah, won't you be my bloody Valentine? As he sort of scrambles into the mine, dark down into the mine. And then over the fucking credits, there is an excellent song called The Ballad of Harry uh, Harry Warden, which tells the story of this fictional legend. Oh. Which I loved. That's fun. And it reminds me of, do you know the song Timothy by the Buoys? It's about somebody being trapped in a mine and having to eat somebody. Oh, no, I don't know that song. (laughs) So I think maybe they were evoking that, which I loved. I loved having a folktale about a fictional Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, So that's the end. 
Wow. The bloody the my bloody Valentine. Yes. Um, so Allison, where what do you think is a fatal mistakes mm. um, that may have been made in my bloody Valentine? Yes. Fatal mistakes. I mean, it all goes back to being more excited about the party than making sure that everybody clocked out of work safely. Like, yes, had yeah. that just had everyone just taken time to make sure everybody would let, like there would be no initial disaster to inspire this slaughter. Uh, that being said, present day, um, not telling the town there was a serial killer afoot. Yeah, I mean, that's, there you have it. I mean, um, when even the mayor is the one floating the idea of canceling and you're arguing. Yeah. Why? And then like, and then like having a, like, again, with that information though, everybody might not have had the party in the mining area because. Yes, they would Absolutely. have been aware that there's like a mining related serial killer afoot. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, look, uh, love triangles are going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone else, they're just doing their absolute best. They are. But um, the, this is on Chief Doobie. Absolutely. Um, and then where would you place my bloody Valentine on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I think I was initially going to go lower than I am, but when I think back to some of these deaths and kind of the mask and the breathing and the being trapped in mines, um, I'm going to give this an eight. Ooh, okay. I think the woman's head on the shower really, yeah, that really ratcheted things up for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a six. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I I, I love the Valentine. It just made me want to paint, paint hearts on my walls. Like I love a Valentine mm-hmm. theme. Yeah, uh, it's great. visually, I thought it was so. It was just like this great. Also, it's like this explains like why would you love Valentine so much? It's like this gray town with like these bright pink hearts everywhere. Yeah, I loved it. Love it. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. It wasn't. I wasn't scared at any point, but mm. I do really appreciate a lot of it. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to five. I wasn't scared. But okay. I think that might just be because of that part of my brain has been permanently broken. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And a, 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 a towering achievement in the classic slasher genre. Yeah. Uh, run, don't walk out of the mine because the, uh, see this the killer is there. All right. Well, everybody, uh, again, please check out our Patreon. Yeah. Um, we are going to, uh, one of the Patreon movies this month is uh, Would You Rather? Yeah. Which also had a very interesting dinner party in it. Uh, yes, so if I'm you want to hear more about that, um, please join us. Join. And uh, Patreon makes a great gift. If you're still looking to buy gifts, mm. you can, if you have a ruined fan in your life and you can't think of what to get them besides a box with a heart in it or a severed yeah. head or any of the other numerous disgusting things that these movies suggest, um, you can always... Uh, gift a Patreon membership to somebody. I think that would be a delight. I have no idea when the holidays might be over, but people need gifts all year. Absolutely. Well, bye. Oh wait. Bye. Oh wait. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> oh sorry. Um. Uh. Bye. And also, until next time, please. Please keep it spooky. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for show updates. And if you're just as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a radio point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. 
From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dunphy, and Awa Okalati. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.